is therapist Tiara, and I absolutely love providing therapy. One of the things that I love about it is that I get the opportunity to see past the hurt, nasty attitude, and addiction that's caked up on the individual's heart so that I can help the individual see themselves the way that God sees them. At times, if this type of client is coming to see me, they know that the hurts from their past is haunting their current level of functioning. Now this type of client is pliable. They want change. They just don't know what change looks like on a day-to-day basis. This type of client always tends to succeed by the time I graduate them. Now the clients who struggle the most are those who don't even realize they need to be a client. And you know what? That's what we're going to talk about this week. I don't know about your life experience, but in mine, I've met those individuals who know everything. They're the ones who can encourage everyone to do the right thing, but can't seem to encourage themselves. Or they'll get so far as to accomplishing a goal or success, but stop just short of their goal just because they have a ball and chain or a vice within their own life that they haven't dealt with yet. In some instances, it's them having a warm body laying next to them. And they know they shouldn't have that warm body laying next to them. (laughs) In other instances, it's an addiction. Or they're masking what's really going on by painting this beautiful, controlled picture of a life. Do you remember the movie Deliver Us From Eva? Gabrielle Union's character, Eva, was the picture-perfect example of an individual who masks and was overly concerned about everyone but herself. Eva just kept buttoning into especially her sister's lives, and her level of control caused her to have a nasty attitude even within her line of work. Now, of course, she was able to make her level of control work within her profession. However, she struggled within her personal life. She was so controlled that she literally ate men for lunch. Then this one guy, which was LL Cool J's character, named Ray Adams, broke the mold but he had false pretenses. She was so controlled that she missed the signs that this guy was getting paid to hang out with her. Now, don't get me wrong. Eva's that come into my office or the Eva's that come into my office come in the form of male and female, okay? So don't trip. So many times I'll meet an Eva for an initial session and they're coming to me because their LL Cool J or Ray Adams met them with false pretenses. That individual turned out to be a child predator, a gold digger, addicted to substances or even an abuser. And now we have a bigger issue because the Eva who is struggling with the need to be in control is now being controlled by her own vices and a Ray Adams with his cruel intentions. Oh, I get it. It's hard to take a look in the mirror and deal. It's easy to see everyone else's flaws. We all struggle with it. Heck, just last week in church, my pastor was preaching and I started to think about two people who could benefit from the sermon. I have this thing though. It's a coping skill. 
where I teach my clients and I'm going to teach it to you. You literally snap your fingers when you have a negative thought and immediately the negative thought is replaced with a positive thought. It takes practice, don't get me wrong. And we'll, we'll practice through that a few times, okay? So last Sunday, I literally gently snapped my finger and replaced that negative thought with a correction and said, nope, Tierra, you're here in this sermon. So this sermon is for you, not for those two people you're thinking about. Listen, we all need support from someone who helps us to weigh our emotional checks and balances. But until we get it, we got to kind of use strategies that'll help us to get our mind back into alignment, into positive thinking. Okay, let's get back to the snapping of the finger coping skill. Now, I'm going to be straight up with you. The only way that it's going to work is pretty much if you you did your homework from the previous sessions that I posted. Um, You have to build your arsenal of positivity, whether it's positive music, whether it's positive affirmations. It's you filling your tank with positivity because what's in you is going to come out, whether it's good or bad. Remember that, okay? So going back to if you have a negative thought, man, I ain't going to never pass this class. Snap. The truth is, is if I study, I will pass this class. Snap. The truth is, is if I do my homework, I'm going to pass this class. Snap. The truth is, is I've made it this far. So I'm going to make it. You can trust and believe that. So that's an example of changing negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Another example is if you're thinking about your circumstances. And I'm I, <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. I was single for a long time. I was on that singleness journey and I will be doing some sessions on the singleness journey coming up. But I this is one of them that I struggled with a long time. I, where is my Boaz? I ain't going to never get married snap the truth is is i'm a dime piece and i have values and i believe with all my heart that the lord is gonna send my boaz snap and he did boom so (laughs) it's restructuring the negative thoughts it's putting positivity into the atmosphere and it's literally just correcting the negative thoughts okay teach you coping skills all day but the reality of it is is that you'll need someone who's going to help you with your checks and balances i tell all of my clients that therapy is sort of like a friendship you're not going to be friends with everyone right so it may not be a good fit and that's okay but just keep trying let me share a little story with you i remember um years ago I decided to go to therapy for the first time. And um, I remember I went in and I'm just like so excited to get in there. And I literally had diarrhea of the mouth, just sharing every detail, every, just everything. This is the initial session, right? And I remember sharing something that it was obvious the therapist felt uncomfortable with what I shared 
hey, it was my story. I, I couldn't change my story. But just I could tell by her body language. And I remember her even asking me, why would you tell me that? I'm like, looking back on it, I'm like, dang, she must have been new or something. But I never went back to see her. And it honestly took me about three years to get back into therapy because I felt judged. I felt rejected. I felt I was just already in my feelings. And so I used that as an excuse not to go back. If I had it to do all over again, um, I would have probably sent her an email or called her and told her, you know, what I perceived. And she probably would have told me, Tierra, that was all you. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was dealing with a lot of stuff back then. And so I want to encourage you um, as you go through your journey of getting into therapy and really dealing with even just whether it's the little things or the major things, be open, be open to conversation, be open to, okay, this may or may not be a good fit. But what I want to encourage you to do is keep trying. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, definitely share it with your friends. Encourage them to link arms with you in breaking generational patterns. It actually works better if you're doing it with a friend. <laughs> if you're looking for me, you can totally find me on Instagram at Therapist Tierra or Twitter at Therapist Tierra. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye.